Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another scintillating episode of Who the Hell Are These People? Our sometimes weekly, sometimes monthly podcast of conversations with some of the most interesting people you'll probably never meet. So hold on to your butts. It looks like we're uh, live here. All right. My apologies. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have a, a really interesting show for you tonight or today, depending where you are in the world listening to this. Uh, we have with us Rod Sardinsky. Uh, Rod Hello. Owns... Hello, Rod. Hi there. <laughs> uh, Rod owns two of the three largest organic kelp farms that are located over 500 miles from the ocean. And he has uh, what many say a truly special connection with kelp. Um, so how how are you doing tonight, Rod? Oh, I'm doing just fine. And yourself? Uh, doing doing well. And very curious about the world of kelp. I don't know a lot about it. And just for your lay people out there, kelp is you know uh, seaweed, uh, correct? Oh no, no, uh, now we don't refer to it as seaweed. Oh, uh, and there's a. There's a reason for that. You know, when you think of a weed, you know, a weed is a, is a plant you don't want growing in your garden, right? Right. But, but we cultivate. Well, that depends. We We're in Oregon here. <laughs> uh, we cultivate kelp. Okay. On purpose. We're not, we don't want to get rid of it. It's not a weed. It's, it's the cultivar. A ah, choice. A choice. Okay. Yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't call it a weed. Okay. No, I stand corrected, and I apologize. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be a carrot farmer and said, "Oh, yeah, those those orange little carrot weeds." You wouldn't say that. That would be that would be silly if you were trying to sell the carrots. Yeah, I I wouldn't buy one. No. No. So, how did you get into kelp? Well, you know my my family are they're all avid fishermen. Oh, very far back. In fact, my, my surname, Sardinsky, it's Polish, means son of sardine. And ah. So, you know, my, my family would, would go fishing you know, a couple times a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first time they took me, I was about seven years old. And I, I cast my line into the water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every everyone else in my family you know, mom and pop and my brother and sister, they're all catching lots of fish. And I was, I was not able to catch any fish. I was just catching a lot of kelp. Oh, well, that's what I thought at, the, at first. And then, mm-hmm. so I did what any, any sensible young boy would have done. I, I, uh, I just, you know, every time I caught some kelp, I took it off and I put it in the boat so that I wouldn't catch it again. Okay. Good thinking, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You drain it out. Then it, all it leaves is fish. Exactly. But by the end of the that excursion, everyone else in my family, I noticed, had caught a lot more fish, but I had caught by far the most kelp. Wow. And, you know, everyone in my family, they, they said to me, wow, Rod. And by the way, Rod, that's 
because my family they love fishing. That's why my name's Rod. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They they named me after that. So they said, Rod, you you sure can catch kelp. Hmm. And at that moment, I thought, you know, maybe the kelp wants to be caught. Sure. And maybe it's channeling that desire through me. Mm-hmm. So every time I went fishing, every time after that, I would I would cast my line into the water. Mm-hmm. I would catch as much kelp as I possibly could. Wow. Eventually, I started. we started cooking it and eating it. Okay. And Is it tasty? Oh, you have no idea. It's 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 my favorite food, you know. Wow. And I eat it with with every meal. I don't eat just kelp, but I eat kelp pretty much in every dish I cook. You just can't kelp it. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So you you became at a very young age a, a kelp catcher, basically. I did, and I I I discovered my true calling very early on and I I think that's helped me how I was able to find success in kelp farming nice. early on in my life. Now, it's slightly a bit of a tangent, but wasn't, uh, didn't, wasn't there a group called The Occasions or something like that that did a song? Uh, he's a kelp catcher. He's a kelp catcher. Watching kelp go by. My, oh, I'm sure my. there was. Something like it's that. Pretty I, delicious it, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see why other people don't sing about it personally. I yeah. sing about it in the shower every week. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, so what you do though is you farm kelp, right? Yes, that's correct. I don't so I started out catching it, but you know, a little when I was a little older, a little bit smarter, started thinking, you know, why should I be going out to these lakes and ponds and rivers catching the kelp when I could just grow my own? Mhm. And so I, I started my own little my own little business. I got a, I got one of those little aquariums that people put fish in. Sure. And I, I didn't put any fish in it. I just, I just put some kelp in it and I started, you know, I, I went, I went door to door knocking on people's doors, asking them if they wanted to buy some kelp. And I, I built my own little stand, you know, how some kids have a lemonade stand. I had a kelp stand. Wow. And it was, yeah, it was really. Does it, was it popular? Uh, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be the word I would use to describe it, but mm-hmm. it was definitely, I would say noteworthy. Okay. And, and very unique. Oh, definitely. I was the only one with a kelp farm in the entire city. Wow. Maybe the entire state. And did we find, I'm sorry, did I, uh, what's, is there a particular city and state you're talking about? Oh, I'm just from, I'm just from a little town in, in Southern Illinois. Oh, okay. So this is out in the middle of the Midwest, basically. Oh yeah, and you're you're farming kelp, which uh, comes from the ocean. That's correct. All right. How long did and, and you? My understanding is uh, you have uh, two of the three largest kelp farms in the country, right? Or that are located that are more located, than yeah. There are larger ones that are that are actually closer to the ocean, but out of all out of the top three largest ones that are 500 miles or more from an ocean, two of them are mine. Wow. And it, it, how is it, uh, how much, I don't know what the proper verbiage is for this. How much kelp do you generate 
a year? Is that how's it measured by volume, by weight? Oh yeah, we 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 measured all sorts of different ways. We we are we're a nonprofit actually, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's okay because we uh, we barely turn a profit. But well, you're it's we, truth in advertising. Yeah, that's true. It you get what we tell you you're going to get. You get what you Organic pay for. Or, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I, it's it's priced fairly. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't jack up the prices of our kelp. We don't want it to be expensive. We don't want it to be unaffordable. We want it we want it to help people. You want to everybody. help people, if you will. We want to <laughs> help people? Yes. <laughs> that, yeah. that one never gets old. It's a. <laughs> it really never does. I've been in this industry thirty two years. Still hasn't. <laughs> now, is it a very competitive industry? Um, not particularly. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I, I own two of the three largest of these kelp farms. One of them's in Southern Illinois. The other one's about 40 miles outside of Denver. Oh, so you have them, uh, kind of in different parts of the country. Yeah. If I, if I put them in the same place, you know, it might as well just build an even bigger one. Right. Right, right, right. But this way you can, you know, have distribution to the West coast and a separate distribution center for the East coast. Yeah. You know, I want, I want both coasts to be, to have access to our kelp, you know? Yeah. And and we also want the inland areas. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really the difference there. if, If I'm understanding this correctly is that you provide a kelp resource to inland or landlocked communities and cities in the central United States, and you give them a fair price for something they'd normally have to pay a lot of money to have shipped in from the ocean. Exactly. Yeah. We don't, we don't really, we don't really increase our prices with shipping. We just, we just sell it, you know, it's produce. Right. It, it may come from water instead of land, but it's still produce. Mm-hmm. Still a, a veggie. Gotcha. And still make a, you know, a lot of people like their green bean casseroles. I prefer a kelp casserole. Okay. And and is that, that was my next question is what, what is your average person doing with kelp? What is the kind of the big thing? You know, we don't really ask, but we've, we set up a website. That was one of our, our first things we did when we branched out. They set up a website dedicated to to recipes mm-hmm. that include kelp. Okay. And now most of them are mine, but you know, every now and then we get a submission from someone who, who appreciates our product and mm-hmm. like a loyal customer will sometimes sure. put up a recipe. Yeah. Now, do you guys, uh, uh, is it the sort of thing? And again, I have to plead ignorance on this one. Uh, can you use kelp as a substitute for other green leafy vegetables like uh, kale or or green oh, leaf certainly. lettuce or romaine lettuce yeah, or something. Of course. So you could do a Caesar salad with kelp. Oh, I've done it many times. Mm-hmm. Twice this week. Nice. That is one a, of my favorites. And uh, and and I'm guessing also sushi and, and other. Uh, well, yeah, of, of course you can make sushi with it. Eh? Japanese have been doing that for centuries. Right. Right. Now they they dry theirs out. They use a they use a different kind. Mm-hmm. The the kind that we grow more a little bit more popular in South Korea. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you know you you can they use what they use is nori. It's called nori in 
Japanese and and we can we can grow that as well, but we just choose grow the other kind because it's it's less common. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize there was uh, I mean, are there a lot of different variations of it or different uh, species oh, yeah. if you will? Yeah, there are there are at least a handful of edible ones that that are common in restaurants. Any restaurant you'll go to in 20 miles of where you live will have some variation. Mm -hmm. Some Japanese restaurants will have two or three variations on the menu and you won't even know it. Oh, okay. They'll just they'll just refer to it by the S word and you'll think it's, you know, the same thing. It's not. Hmm. And, and that brings a good point. Um, is it easy to differentiate between the different types? Uh, I mean, if, if you're out swimming in the ocean, uh, you know, it's like, like picking mushrooms in the forest. You got to be really careful. If you're swimming in the ocean and you come across a piece of kelp, how can you tell if it's one of the edible varieties? Well, you know, that's, that's one of our, that's one of our key points here is that we don't want people going out and doing that. Mm -hmm. We don't want people risking it, risking their lives with something that might not be an edible kelp. We want to, we want to provide that service for them. Okay. Yeah. We're, so we, we don't encourage wild kelp hunting. We we're very much against that. Right. Well, I think in some parts of the world, isn't uh, kelp harvesting considered illegal? They have, uh, you know, you have to have, have a permit for it or something. I, I feel like oh, I've yeah. read something like that, much like oh, uh, yeah, definitely. poaching in Africa or something, but you know, yeah, it's just as bad. It's like stealing, stealing someone's, you know, wild strawberries off their property. Mm -hmm. They may be wild, but they still belong somewhere, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know it's uh, one of those things. They if they if they over harvest it, then it disappears, and then all you've got is fish. That's why we have the farms. You know, we don't want to. We don't want a world where, where land. On land, we have meat and vegetables. In the ocean, we just have meat. Mm -hmm. That creates an imbalance. Okay. And then when you're talking about the, these farms, how big are they? Is it uh, like acres and acres or like a room oh, full yeah. of aquariums? Or Oh, you know, we have, a, we, have some, we have a couple big tanks. We try not to mix the, mix the cultivars. So each farm has about, you know, five or six different very large tanks full of water oh okay there's no reason to have separate tanks you can all put it in just one it's not like they're gonna attack each other <laughs> right I... <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine kelp attacking other kelp <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh, right now it would be a lot different i'll tell you that right now <laughs> yeah you wouldn't want to go in there and clean those tanks oh dear oh <laughs> Oh, oh, that that'd be uh, kind of frightening. Although I'm surprised they haven't done a horror movie with that. You know, whenever something becomes popular, they have to take it and mutate it and turn it into some sort of oh, killer yeah. animal. So I imagine the we might the killer kelp. Yes, yes, oh. and it makes a great alliteration too. It would the killer kelp. Yes. Yeah, I, I think I think it's best before we do anything risky like that and you know sway public opinion on it. We want to make sure that. People understand that it is really safe to eat right. before they go thinking that it's going to strangle them or something. And, and even swim around. You don't want people freaking out because, they, you know, kelp washes by the boat or something, and they're thinking, oh, you know, yeah. you've got to be careful there. 
yeah, it'd be like Jaws. You hear the music playing, and then all of a sudden, a big clump of kelp comes out. Yeah, yeah, it grabs around your throat or something and pulls you into the water. Boy, I, I'd be lying to you if I if I told you that I've never dreamed of that. Well, let's hope you never do. Uh, well, I mean, again, I, I have. But I mean, you had never I mean, come through. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be kind of scary. How do you keep doing it? And How do I keep? Well, you have the dream, and then you're surrounded, you know, by tanks of kelp. That's got to be kind of creepy. Yeah, you know, no one said it was an easy job, but you know, someone's got to do it. Well, speaking of and which, I learned from an early age that was me. Yeah, you're 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 the one. I am. Well, let me ask you this. Speaking of that, the let's say one of our listeners is thinking, "Wow, you know, I I didn't know this much about kelp, and I didn't even realize that that was a a career opportunity." You know, how does someone go about becoming a kelp farmer? How do they, what sort of courses can they take in school or, or maybe vocational studies to, to increase their chances of success in that field? I'd say the most important would be aquaculture. Aquaculture, gotcha. Aquaculture, horticulture, marine biology, and just regular agriculture courses will help as well. Okay. As well as eventually you're going to want to take some some civil engineering courses. Okay. I don't know if you know this, but kelp farms, they don't look a lot like regular farms. They look a bit more like, like water treatment plants. Oh, <laughs> I'm yeah, glad you said that. I be able to build that. No, I, I had no idea. Yeah, I, I see it was more like a refinery as opposed to a, a fish farm or something. Well, we, we like to keep it indoors. We, we use a greenhouse method. We just, we have a glass roof and glass walls Mm -hmm. so that the sunlight can get in, but you know, the weather can't contaminate the kelp. No birds can come in, swoop down and get it. Okay. We, We try and keep the, no bugs or anything, nothing, just keep the waters fresh and, yeah. More in our control. Now, so do you can, guys are, are do you open for you know like tourists that want to come through and see the farm or you know see how the kelp is processed or you know watch it play? Oh yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, they wouldn't see a whole lot from from up top. You'd have to you'd have to go underwater, and we don't really we don't really want just anybody going in there into that water. Sure, they might not have showered. So, exactly. We we can't risk contaminating the product, but if they want to, you know, walk around the perimeter of the large tanks, then they're more than welcome. Okay, you would not turn away a visitor. Now, if if things grow that much more, is it the sort of thing you might consider? You know, like they do in the aquariums, they have kind of the underwater windows, so you can kind of go down, uh, you know, like in a basement where you're below the water line and you can see the windows and kind of just watch it in its natural environment. Oh, sure. I don't see why not. No, that'd, be a, that'd be a great tour. I'd love to see kelp from the other side. Yeah. No, that would be fantastic, I think. Or like oh, yeah. maybe do a charter scuba uh, trips, you know, where they can go in with a scuba tank, you know, after they're obviously cleansed and, uh, you know, a guided tour, not just random people jumping in. Uh, yeah, we we uh, we we consider something like that. We we iron out the details, make sure that we don't have the wrong people. Right, right. Who might be contaminating the product. 
And and do you deal just with edible kelp, or do you deal with some of the uh, not edible versions? Um, right now, mostly just edible. Okay. We're we're trying to we're really trying to get kelp to be a, a staple food. Sure. We're we're really pushing hard, especially these past past five years. We've been we've been trying to do what people have been doing. Or they made um. They made almond milk, right? Almond milk was a big thing. Right. We've been we've been working on kelp milk. Hmm. Yeah. That's uh, that's fascinating. I would have no idea how you even create such a thing. Well, we can't tell you that, obviously. Right. A trade secret. <laughs> secret. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I will definitely count me in. I'll give it a shot. Well, good. It comes uh, we've, out. we've just been we've been testing. You know how they have the the Impossible Burger. Hmm. We we made our own. Oh, okay. The the uncalpable burger. Nice. <laughs> I'll give you three guesses as to what the main ingredient is. <laughs> uh, lettuce. <laughs> no. Tomatoes. <laughs> oh no. No, I'll go way out on a on a limb here and say kelp. Oh, you got it! <laughs> you got it! <laughs> oh, yeah, that we is... made it out of kelp. Nice. And oh you, yeah, and and like uh, one of those. Burgers called where the uh, or the ones that are they they actually um what was the name it was like the Atkins ones or or maybe I'm getting that wrong I can't remember. oh you mean with lettuce as the bun yes 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 thank you I couldn't remember what they called yeah them. no yeah no we I've eaten I've eaten burgers like that yeah we actually we're 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 grinding the patty out of kelp. oh nice kind of like the riced vegetables where they it looks like rice but it's cauliflower you're doing a Kind of a, yeah, a kelp a burger, bun, but, a burger bun, but made out of kelp. Oh no, it's the burger patty made out of kelp. Oh, the oh, the, oh, the actual meat. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've been testing that out. I guess if you put enough seasoning on something, you can make it taste like anything, huh? <laughs> well, ours at the moment pretty much just tastes like kelp. Right, but if you put like some maybe uh, Cajun sauce or peppers or something uh oh yeah you know I, I mean i like it no matter what i mean right <laughs> i think it's delicious now i do have to ask you uh you mentioned earlier that your name was kind of a a combination of of the fishing rod and your uncle who was a uh, sardine was the name i believe you said or uh, that sardinsky is the is the surname it's Oh, okay. I mean, one of my ancestors was affiliated with sardines in some way. I just had to ask: Do you have an anchovy? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no! But my sister's name is Annette. Ah, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not joking about that, though. Oh, she is. A, your sister is named Annette. <laughs> yeah. Well, that uh, that that is fascinating, and uh, they probably didn't even think about that either, or did they? Oh, you tell. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what their thought process was, but yeah, maybe someone, one of them, said to the other, "Oh, you can't go fishing without a net," and then, oh and yeah, they said, oh, that's a beautiful name for our daughter. It is. That is. That's a very very nice. Well, I tell you what, uh, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk to us about this. It really is fascinating. Any other uh, uh, final words you'd like to say? 
to all the oh, yeah. kelp lovers around the, the world? Oh, the kelp lovers around the world have nothing they need to hear from me. But the people who have not tried kelp yet, I think they could use a bit of extra kelp. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, well I, I have to confess, I saw your commercial on TV the other day with the where you resampled the Beatles song, Kelp. I need yeah. somebody kelp. <laughs> oh, that was a, that was a very that, know, was that, that was my idea, you know. That was brilliant. That yeah. was brilliant. Oh, thank you. And uh and hopefully the uh, uh their estate is okay with that. <laughs> you know, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. I I think it's a mutually beneficial arrangement. Or they might have larger fish to fry. <laughs> Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> or fish in general. Yes. And one last thing I just thought of, though, you know, uh, when you go down to, you know, the mattress store, I mean, you see water beds and all these, you know, uh, foam beds and stuff. Uh, I mean, it's it's obvious right there. Have you come out with a kelp bed? Ooh. Now that would be, that'd be something. Yeah. Well, I just throw you that know, out I, there for you and, and uh, consider that a... You, that's my gift to you. Well, thank you. I, I will tell you now, if you dry kelp, it does tend to crackle a little bit. Oh, maybe you combine the kelp bed with a water bed, then it won't dry. Oh, now Ooh. I think you have something going here. Oh. I think you have a future in this industry. Nice. <laughs> well, let's get oh, it yeah. on Shark Tank. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> no sharks in our tank, though. No, that's probably good. Although, not a bad Just idea to keep the, keep the tourists out. Yeah, no, we we don't let anybody in there. All right. Well, thank yeah, you again. Yeah, we have harvesting machines. Oh, I got Yeah, that would be a, broad, a bad problem, kind of like a mulcher. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we, we don't need people going in there. Yeah. All right. Well, we I'm want glad. Our, our product to be pure. No, I'm glad to hear that. I'm sure everybody listening glad to know that they are uh, consuming pure, organic, and very clean kelp. The purest inland kelp you can buy today. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> so, Rod, thank you again for your time. We really appreciate well, thank it. Thank you. And I look forward to having a little kelp sandwich tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Maybe just more than one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Low, <laughs> low cal. Oh, very low. All right. Well, you take care, and uh, I look forward to reading more about you. Uh, I look forward to reading more about you, too. All right. Hopefully not, uh, okay. not in the papers. <laughs> All oh, right. <laughs> All right. Good night, sir. Good night. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. And don't forget to click the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss more fascinating characters who we managed to dig up here on who the hell are these people. Stay safe and stay six feet away from each other. <laughs>